Welcome to the Dag Code Podcast. This is DDS, where real fans come for real sports talk and no BS. We are your hosts, Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, Matthew Parker, joining us via phone. What's going on, guys? Uh, man, I love it. We're about to get ready to do our predictions. I want to hear controversy today. Well, you might have some. You might have some here. All right, what are we starting with? Y'all, you know, it's officially football, and I am more than giddy. I just want to put that up there. <laughs> Heck yeah. Speaking of giddy, people in the great state of Tennessee celebrated a win. All three of us go 1-0 and by picking the Vols to beat the lowly Bowling Green, whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> yeah, they picked up a win last night. We're gonna not going to get into any kind no. of uh, – in depth. No, stay tuned for a reaction show next uh, week. Y'all tune in next Tuesday for that. So after going, everybody pick the Vols. We're going to go to the Florida game. Mm-hmm. Will be traditionally the second game that we pick in the college world. This week we have Florida Atlantic Owls visiting the Swamp and the Florida Gators. Blake, any initial thoughts? I mean, kind of starting with square one here. You know, with with Florida, Emory Jones. He's going to have to step up and uh, make a name for himself here. He's going to have to prove himself. And what is the wide receiving core going to look like for Florida uh, against supposedly a Willie Taggart team that's got a decent defense? Parker, who is walking out or not walking out of the Florida tunnel? Well, I don't think uh, Trask or Pitts or Canaries Tony's going to show up at halftime. And who knows? Maybe they need them to. Um, my bigger question is, why are they wearing all white in the swamp? I know it's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. They're going to make the Florida Owls wear the dark colors. Okay. Any advantage you can. Whatever. <laughs> I, I hope that's not the reason. I'm, I'm 100% sure that's the oh, reason. Geez. I mean. I can't wait to hear what you as a Florida fan uh, have to say about this game. Somebody help me with this name here. Is it Nkasi Perry? The quarterback transferred from Miami that is going to be leading the Owls into the swamp. Nkasi. So, I believe that's how you say it. Okay. Um, I, I say this is not a bad thing for the Owls. I mean, this guy's not going to be shaken up by the noise, right? Right. He's, he's, he's been a part of many ACC games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to provide some sort of stability if – we can say that about a Florida Atlantic team about to go into hostile situation against yeah. SEC caliber players. Yeah. Um, but look, this this game is all about Florida. I think I think the entire storyline is about the Gators. What do you have, Dan Dan Mullen? What have you been putting in the cupboard there? Where? How is your recruiting going? You're going to have to show the world. On Saturday. Yeah. I, I I don't know really – I don't have a big enough body of work of, for Memory Jones to be able to make any sort of prediction here, but uh, the little bit that I have seen, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm more concerned about does he have anybody to throw to mm. uh, at this point just because they lost so much on the in the wide receiving core. Parker, don't you think this is just a situation, a simple situation of talent will eventually just win this game? 
That's exactly what I think. I think talent wins out. I do not think this is the warm-up game Florida wants, though. I mean, FAU's returning 13 of their 14 top tacklers on this team. You mentioned the big-time transfer from them from Miami, Perry. Florida's going to win this game, but I honestly think we may go into halftime and this be less than a double-digit lead. Uh, it, it could be close to the thing. And they're going to end up stretching this out and I think winning fairly easily. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as some Florida fans think. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the majority of Florida th- fans would even be thinking about this one. Um, I'm going to go 40 to 13 Florida Gators. Wow. I, um, did we lose him? Did we drop him? May have dropped him. May have lost Parker. Oh, he's still there. Go ahead. All right. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> I'm going to go kind of with Parker. I think, um, it's going to be more like that 35, 14 range. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I think that, uh, he's right. This is not going to be the, the cupcake warm up game that they wanted. But also at the same time, I don't think they're in any danger of losing necessarily. I just think that this is good. this could be end up being a good thing for Florida to have a little bit of a push in the very beginning. So I kind of like it. I don't disagree. I think their <clears throat> quote unquote warm up game comes next because their first real real test is SEC Alabama Crimson Tide. Yep. Yeah. Can't overlook them, though. You can't overlook them. I mean, you don't want a team like this to sneak up on you. I don't know that they have the capacity to sneak up on a Florida team in the swamp. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-mm. Nope. So all three of us <clears throat> have picked the Florida Gators. We're moving on to uh, what may be the game, one of the games of the year. Oh, I totally agree. Not just the game of the week. Yeah. Absolutely. But game of the year potential. Number three, Clemson versus the number five, Georgia Bulldogs. Parker, if you can hear us, do you have any initial thoughts? Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts about this one. Clemson has got to replace their starting running back, their two top pass catchers, their starting quarterback. The, the thing is, though, is they're, start, they're replacing their starting quarterback with DJ Uangalele. I'm just going to call him DJ. Lele. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Lele. And this guy is very good. Out of Two out of three of Clemson's top offensive outputs last year, efficiency-wise, came with him at quarterback and not Trevor Lawrence. I really think this guy, it really hinges on him on whether they can win this game or not. I, I think that that's the case for both sides here. I think really and truly it's going to come down to, you know, is JT Daniels for real or is DJ for real? Um, uh, DJ is going to have some other things he's going to have to deal with in the uh, the Georgia defensive front that he's going to have to be able to overcome. Also with their, from what I understand, their offensive line's in a little bit of a shuffle right now. I think I heard something about that they may be rotating centers, which Uh-oh. sounds terrible against a Georgia defensive front that, as we've said in previous shows, it's NFL ready. So, Do you know who else is NFL ready? <clears throat> I believe the Clemson defensive line is NFL ready too. Um, gentlemen, me being the defensive person, I am looking forward to this game. With I'll be watching both defensive lines uh, where I may see an edge starting to show itself. 
I said it in our prediction show that the Georgia Bulldogs are turning over their secondary mm-hmm. with their cornerbacks and safeties, and I feel like there may be a little injury question in the Georgia secondary, Blake. Yep, Tyke Smith out with, I think they said at least three weeks with foot injury. Foot injuries with an S is what they said. So uh, that uh, in a secondary where they've already turned turned over a lot of, flo- of folks, I mean they're going to be relying heavily on their defensive line to get some pressure on the quarterback and you know move them out of the pocket, uh, that kind of thing. So it's definitely a mark against them if you're looking at it on paper, but it's going to come down to again now we're we're going to the quarterback and can the quarterback make the plays? Parker, the have you found anything in in preparing to make this pick that? makes you swing one way or the other. Yeah, I do. You guys both touched on it, too. The offensive line, defensive line, and secondary all go into why I made the pick of the way I did this. Both offensive lines are questionable. Both defensive lines are NFL-ready. Also, another thing that I helped swing this, to me, Clemson also has a coaching advantage. Kirby Smart's too conservative. I know they've got their offensive coordinator there, Todd Munkin, Last year he said he could only use 40% of his playbook because of rotating at quarterback and because of uh, coronavirus and everything going on. And maybe this year he lets him take the handcuffs off. And if he does, then maybe it's wheels up for Georgia. But I believe that Clemson is going to come into this game with a fast-paced offense. They're going to do a lot of no huddle because Georgia's defensive line is one of the best, if not the best, in the country they don't want those guys rotating in and out. You want to get, keep the, the, the first-teamers in there, get them tired, keep going. Clemson's offensive line is undersized. They are not going to be able to run the ball against Georgia. Key to this offense is DJ. But since he is so mobile, that can help offset this defensive line, buy him a little bit of time to carve up the Georgia secondary. Because of DJ's mobility is why I believe <laughs> That Clemson will win this game. Um, I going off the prediction show that we did. Um, I'm going to have to stay aligned with it. So I had the Georgia Bulldogs winning in my prediction show. I am less and less confident with that every day yeah. as we get closer to this game. I know it, uh, but I'll stick with it. Um, I'm going to go Georgia. 34-28. Uh, I'm going to – I like Bradley. I am very much um, – my confidence in the Georgia win is uh, slowly eroding. But I think in the end, um, I think Georgia's defensive front is going to be too much for Clemson to be able to handle. Uh, I think that their defensive secondary will make some adjustments, maybe pull in some blitz packages to be able to uh, catch them off guard. Uh, and the uh, the Clemson center situation, I think, is rather disturbing because they said that even depending on who is playing center when they rotate, they may have a true freshman playing right next to them at guard. So I think that that's going to ultimately lead to Georgia being victorious. I think it's going, we're going to be in the 24 24- 14 range. Guys, either team that wins this game, though, this is the beginning of the year. Uh, these teams, win or lose, just they're both in the college football playoffs in my mind. This this is the only losable game on Clemson's schedule. 
It really is. They're not going to play another ranked team until maybe the ACC championship. And that's if somebody in the in the ACC steps up. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's about as big as it gets. I've in preparing for this podcast, I told Blake, I mean, Clemson, the Georgias of the world, Alabamas of the world, they are all good enough to have this type of game in a week zero scenario. Yeah. I don't believe that Florida is. I don't believe that UT is. But those type of colleges can afford to have this type of game. Well, right I mean, away, right out the shoot. You look at it, and what it, I think ultimately what this will come down to also is, you know, are there, who's going to make the fewest mistakes? Are we going to have a turnover margin here that's going to make a mistake or, or make a difference here? Is there going to be something in the special teams that makes a difference here? Who knows? I mean, I think the little things when you have two teams that are playing at this high level, they get magnified, you know, to, you know, magnitudes of order. So orders of magnitude. I'll get that right. <laughs> to orders of magnitude. Yeah. Any final thought from your end? Parker. I, again, I don't see uh, Clemson running the ball a lot in this game other than with DJ. I, I really do think he's going to be mobile to offset this this uh Georgia's defensive line, and again, they do have a coaching advantage, but it really could go either way. All right. Well, we'll move on to our what could be ending up being one of my favorite picks of the year as we do this. This is our underdog special sticking in the college games. Which one of you want to go first? I'll, I'll defer to you, one of you two. I'll go ahead and be the boring one here and go first. Underdog. Just because I want to hear what you guys say. This is what we're doing. We're picking – a team that is not favored to win, to win outright. Yeah, I think so. LSU going to UCLA uh, is something that I'm looking at right here. And I'm looking at uh, an LSU team that has to go across the country here to play these guys. Uh, there's questions in Baton Rouge right now as to whether Coach O is the guy, I think. And uh, I think this is going to be the start of what might not be uh, the most memorable of years for LSU. And uh, I'm going to go with UCLA. I think the run attack with Chip, Chip Kelly is going to uh, give them f- some problems. And uh, it seems like the line is kind of trending that way. So I am glad that you made that selection. I was hoping <laughs> you'd <talk about> <laughs> so, I told you I'd uh, be boring. Both- Hey, I, I was I was hoping I was hoping I thought about this. So, in our SEC uh, West preview show, I was much higher on LSU than, than you fellows, and I, I still am high on them. I was higher on them than I am now before their quarterback, their likely starter, got hurt. I also in this game, Hurricane Ida, man, they they had to bus out. They they're out practicing at different places. They're not home. Yep. And now, like you mentioned, it they got to travel. It it throws a whole wrench into the thing. But also, sometimes teams rally around this. And, uh, you know, we t- kind of like New Orleans did, the Saints did, with, and back at, with Katrina. I just think that LSU might actually rally around this as a moment and, and go out there and, and play their butts off. The game scares the, the crap out of me. I don't want to touch it. I, I, I don't know because I could see it going either way. It really is scary. Um, and UCLA looked um, awesome in week zero against a dreadful Hawaii team. <laughs> uh, so I see why you make I, – I see why you could make that pick. Uh, but I'm still sticking to my SEC West preview here, and I think uh, LSU is going to pull this one out. Yeah. 
What did you uh, circle for an underdog upset victory? All right, guys. So my favorite pick is going to be Houston beating Texas Tech. And not only do I think Houston beats Texas Tech, I think Vegas has it wrong. I think the wrong team is favored here. Uh, Texas Tech opened as a six-point favorite. I think that's down to two and a half. That's how much people are starting to starting to figure this out. Houston's got a super veteran offensive line. That's the strength of the t- team. They're loaded at running back. They've got a rising star at quarterback and Clayton Toon. They have a very good offense. And their defense, they get most of their starters back. Texas Tech, yeah, they've got a new quarterback in uh, Tyler. I think he came out of – I forget. I forgot so Oregon State, Oregon. Anyways, just transferred over. NFL prospect. They've got a lot of new pieces. I just think that this Houston team is going to res- is going to respond this and and just straight up win this game. I know a lot of people. I even got a little bit of hate on Twitter about it because I put this out last night. Oh, Houston has three wins last year. Well, guess what? They had eight games postponed or delayed because of Corona, and their schedule was tipped upside down. So you know, let's. It's really difficult to refer to things that happened in 2020. Houston is going to straight up win this game, and I feel very confident about it. Boom. Boom. I'm going to stick with a little Texas hate as well. Oh, boy. Here we go. This team wants to bring it to the SEC. They're not known for starting very fast. I'm looking at you, Texas. The Texas Longhorns will lose straight up to the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. Wow. Currently, Louisiana is a nine-point underdog. Gentlemen, last year, Louisiana was 10-1 and under Coach Bill Napier, his fourth year. We've got a fifth-year starter at quarterback with Levi Lewis, who averaged 422 yards and 34 points per game. I think that they're simply the better team. Texas is not known for starting quick. I circled this one right away. Man, this is uh, that. That's bold. That is bold. All you horns guys out there, get after him here. I want to hear it. I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, horns down to that. You're going wow. down. Zero and one. Wow. Hey, we don't win. We don't lose season openers in the SEC. And if you do, you're getting hate. <laughs> Just a, if you lose an, a season opener against a team that's supposed to be a cupcake. This ain't no cupcake. This is a top twenty-five team. Hey, you're underselling hey, them. Hey, you're still Texas. You're you're you are Texas, and you are supposed to be soon to be an SEC quote unquote powerhouse. The raging Cajuns put them in their place and making me hungry for some Cajun. That's fine. Hey, I'm I'm really interested to see how that plays out. And uh, like I said, get yeah. it, guys. Yeah. Gonna, let's see what you had to say about that. Hook that. Comment down below there. Hook that. <laughs> <laughs> If that happens, y'all, do you realize how much every team in the Big 12 is going to love some Raging Cajuns? Oh, my God. Do you realize how much shit-talking this one over here is going to be doing, you know, Noob Stradamus over here? Boom. Okay. All right. There you go. Horns down, he says. Watch out. And this is just a win straight up. So if any of you want to make some money, go ahead and take the plus nine. (laughs) There you go. All right, we're going to move on to our best bet. This is the only pick that we're doing of the series that we will use the point spread. Um, I will go to Mr. Point Spread himself, Parker, for his best bet of the college football week. 
Well, fellas, this is why you follow DDS Sports Talk, because I had one I love so much, I had to put it out last night, I couldn't wait. And that was for UCF to beat Boise State by four and a half, and they won by five. They were down in that game 24 to seven, rain delay. This game didn't end until like, I was watching it last night in my hotel room at like 1.15 in the morning. But, uh, so it covered, my, I won't go into all the specifics of why I liked it, <laughs> other than... Gus Malzahn was the main reason I liked that. Getting in the bounce house for the first time, Auburn should have never got rid of him. He was playing Boise State, the team that Auburn hired the coach from. He wanted to beat the tar out of this team. And this was absolutely my lock of the week. But since that one's passed, I want to give you one other one here on the, on the pod. Oh, and bonus that, material. And that is for Florida State to cover a plus eight, I believe it is, against – Notre Dame. My main reason for this is Florida State is honoring Bobby Bowden at the beginning of this game. Nice. They are going to be fired up for this. My second reason for this always circles back to Vanderbilt. Clark Lee, defensive coordinator from Notre Dame, is now in Vanderbilt. The new defensive coordinator at Notre Dame is genius. He's going to be great, but he's implementing a 3-3-5 system. This is going to be the first game they do this. I think Florida State could straight up win this game. I like it. I like taking the points for a team that can literally just straight up win the game. Yeah. It's it's just a more safe bet. You're taking points, plus you're getting a team you think will win. Yeah. But go follow the Twitter, DDS Sports Talk, because that was my official one. I just couldn't hold back and, and wait on it. I just liked it that much. Yeah. I'm just going to be boring here, very vanilla here. I think Texas A&M is absolutely going to lay the smack of down on Kent State. Uh, right now, Texas A&M is minus 29. I think that uh, they're going to have a suffocating defense that is just going to – I mean, it, it's going to be ugly. Again, I alluded in my uh, assessment of Texas A&M in our SEC prediction show um, – their wins this year are going to be – they're going to have no mercy. They're going to give no quarter. They're not going to call the dogs off. They're out to prove a point this year, and I think they're going to make a statement in the first game. All right, I'm going to go to another team that needs to make a statement because they don't play in the SEC. They don't play in a what we would consider a power conference. They are the number eight Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm going to go with they are my best bet to cover a 22-and-a-half-point spread against Miami of Ohio. Parker and Blake, I believe that they've got to use every single game that they have a chance to play to run up the score every single time. I mean, that's all that they got They don't because they don't have the schedule strength to keep them in like a top-six scenario for playoff considerations. So what they're going to have to do every week – is they're going to have to beat people and beat people by a lot. Yep. So I'm going minus 22 and a half, the Cincinnati Bearcats. All right. I, I kind of like that. I like that one. I got another reason for you to like that one even more. They're waiting on an official invite from the Big 12. Oh, Lord. They're going to get an invite. And, and just think, I mean, they want to look good for the new conference to so make sure they get that invite. I feel like this is, could be another topic for another show. Are we are we seeing the Big 12 sending out invites to any and all? There may have to be an update Oof. on the situation. Uh, it, it's 
there's a lot of interesting language being used right now with these uh, with the the super conference word being thrown with around. The alliance. Well, I'd like the to, alliance. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to remind uh, Texas of some language you're going to lose. Wow, raging Cajuns. Good golly, Miss Molly. So there well, they we got are. got some uh, uh, Texas love and hate. We got A and M, Houston, and Texas, and all our stuff here. I know it. Mm. We hold no punches back. No BS here. No BS. Nope. We're all looking to go five and zero. Oh <clears throat> yep. With our picks. Yep. Well, uh, guys, pretty good show there. Um, we welcome you guys to uh, join in on the conversation. Comment down below. Uh, Throw us some uh, some DMs on Twitter at the excuse me yeah you can go to the underscore dad underscore code but Not our longer. new DDS Sports Talk at DDS Sports Talk Twitter handle uh, reach out to us there we're always trying to engage you guys there and we love to hear kind of what your opinions are on the matters that we're talking about here and uh, yeah you guys got anything else Go Gators Texas horns down Wow. A lot of shade being thrown here. Be careful driving, Parker. Absolutely. Oh, will do. I'm in the God's country of Georgia right now. Absolutely. Oh, can Georgia do it on Georgia. Saturday? <laughs> yep. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia Clemson. Yep. All right, guys. You guys have a great Labor Day weekend. Watch you some college football. Stay tuned for the reaction show next week. Y'all be well. <laughs>